some days I, you know, get a puffy jacket. Some days <laughs> I need one. Some days I don't. This weather is up, down, sideways. Pretty chilly today, though. Found that interesting. So how are you all doing? You know, last week we spoke about the passing of a really great individual and one of many who have lost their lives for reasons that theoretically, as I'd say, um, were not unfounded, really, if you were to really study it from a certain perspective, as I am, or would have, I should say. So CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. So what the fuck am I talking about? Well, I am referring to the recent passing of Dr. Antoinette Bailey. And I'm bringing her up repeatedly because while down south folks are, you know, really pissed off, as they should be, we should all be, right? But here it is again, a black woman is lost and who cares, right? I also previously shared the story of a journalist, Christine Chubbuck, uh, you know, who committed suicide on live TV. And this is all because in both instances, it was work-related. It was from being bullied. It was from feeling stressed out and anxious. It was really terrible. And for those who claim to be about social injustices, and I'm just going to get right into the shit. You know, we have people who show up at rallies and create groups and say they're all about this and all about that. Some of them even get cute and they create nonprofits, or they may just be a nonprofit, right? However, they decide to cut the pie, or they may go into legislation, right? Um, which is all fantastic things. I'm really, really happy for you. But you know what I'm not happy about? I'm not happy about the fact that these things are all things that are meant to empower societies and communities. However, do they really? Some wonder, well, why aren't we seeing more and more people engaging in, in this? And why aren't we seeing people, you know, they're not showing up for that? Like, we've had some really big losses and it's still happening. Let's put this in perspective for a second, right? Let me, let me just give you an eyeball into society. And this includes people who work in nonprofits, just, just for those who may not know. Because sometimes I wonder, especially for the nonprofit folks, why do you lead here? Why do you work here? You treat your employees like shit, but then you stand up and you say that you care about this and that, and you give all the right speech, just like the politicians who do it, and the lawmakers, and all the different moving parts, the, everybody. But don't think it stops there. Right, because Dr. Bailey was at a school. So this issue goes beyond the quote regular nonprofit. All of them, schools, you name it, you, you're saying you're filing that tax form, it's all about you. The minute you decided that you're all about the work, whether you're in a nonprofit capacity, whether you decided you wanted to be an advocate or you, you know, you want to be an organizer and blah, 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 whatever, you know, I'm not saying a blah, blah, blah to be condescending, you know, I have to apologize and explain myself because in reality, that's what it's like being non-accepted um, 
in these communities. Because here's how it really works. These, most of them are really like cages, right? If they like you, you don't get into that little prison. If they don't like you, well, you're the one that's going to get written up. You're the one whose work will always be looked at with a sharp eye. They'll fuck with you. And let me tell you, as a whole, a lot of these not-for-profit entities, right, they have some really conflicting behaviors in the way that they manage their staff. I mean, you're talking about... We, we, we have this culture that we have to give a bad performance review. Why is that? Why do we have to do that? Why do you have to give somebody a three? Huh? Why do you have to do it? What happens when you don't? What happens when you're not as punitive? What happens when you actually allow people to be on break and not disturb them in the break and ask them questions? What happens when you actually respect your staff enough to talk to them like human beings, right? I'm talking about strongly worded, toned emails even. Sometimes those emails come across like, why don't you just go outside and bring your whip and just slap me all over the place? Because that's what it's, it's sounding like. Why can't we, if, if you are saying that you're about serving community, then why don't you see me as part of that community? But it doesn't stop there. Because even with those who claim to be about social justice and say they don't or may, may or not work at a nonprofit, they decide to be an advocate, they decide to you know be an activist, but they must own the space. They must own the space. Why must you own the space? Why? Why must you be the one that does everything? Why would you do things like, you know, demand that you bring your flyers and your stuff at other people's shit? And when it's not about you, you don't support it. Oh, wait, but just like other entities that claim to be about the community, I'm just giving basic examples because hospitals, Entities do the shit too. They treat their lower level staff like crap, right? They glorify the white supremacy. That's what you're really doing. You know that, right? You do know that when you all do that in these places and spaces. When you sit there and you claim Black Lives Matter, immigrants matter, jobs, yay, Palestine, you know, we want a ceasefire, we need housing, but then you treat people like shit. And you don't care about their jobs or their mental wellness. You don't care about that. You just care about maintaining your space. That's a real thing. Believe it or not, it is. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you all something. Capitalism is successful because of Darwinism, the need to survive, survival of the fittest. Go read it up. Go learn some, if you didn't know. Or just be curious enough to want to know. I'll, I'll work with that, right? Now, that being said, okay, you could go ahead and diagnose me however you clinically want to. I know I'm fine. And um, if you think that I might need some sort of whatever support, that's fine. I'll be, you know, happy to take them while saying my truth that offends you because you don't want to hear it. See, you don't want to hear it. You rather things remain this way because you see, when you have people exploiting these spaces, right? When you have people who bully, gatekeep, gaslight, but they say they are about the community. But then you have the Nigerian employee 
who don't speak proper English and you're just giving them a hard time. Or you have, you know, maybe a Dominican activist who just need a little support, but you're giving them a hard time because you must own the space. Legislators will only take answers from certain people and show up at their events. What are you all really doing? Think about that, right? But let me tell you all something. Don't, don't, don't think we don't acknowledge your bullshit. I think you all should be proud of yourself because you are the reason why capitalism, you are a good part of the reason why capitalism is successful because you're doing the things to build it in. See, I could share about my experiences in these spaces and all that I just mentioned. I could talk about that. I could talk about what it feels like to be on boards where I hear people, you know, express certain views. And I'm wondering why, why can't more people be this way? Why can't they have this kind of mindset where, you know, you don't have to be an asshole 24 seven. You don't have to be like, you know, so discriminatory. You see, you all think just because you put certain terms like diversity, equity, inclusivity in your language, it means that we think you mean it. And most of us, I dare say, actually don't. Because you see, I do a sloppy fucking job of showing it. We could tell by how you do things, right? You think that by sitting there and controlling the space and creating all these rules and sub-rules, you I'll, I'll give you a window into some nonprofits, right? They'll create processes within processes to frustrate the fucking daylights out of their staff, especially the lower level ones. So every time they argue for a raise, they can't get it because your performance is always bad. Remember, don't forget that performance review. You see how it goes hand in hand? So what is the difference between you doing that and a slave ship? Please tell me. I'm curious. Y'all think it's only, um, you know, CEOs and them that abuse their power? Let me tell you, they're not the only government-funded agencies, you know, however you want to word the shit. You, they're not the only ones doing it. Look at how the school system teaches their black and brown staff, their teachers. Where are they in New Haven, right? Some of these um, school pictures, when I'm looking at the admin in some of these schools right here in New Haven, Connecticut, I have to wear shades. Get kind of blinded there. You know, we don't create a system that builds that up. We tear it the fuck down. And then we get people to do it, especially the people you would think should not be. And that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. But don't worry. All of y'all who like to bully, gatekeep, gaslight, you know, this whole collaborative capitalism thing you do, right? Your pose being there for the poor and in need. You hold up signs and you talk passionately at rallies and you're chanting and you're working in a non-profit, you're leading groups, right? You have all these pictures with your agency doing this and that and, you know, you're showing up at the right event, you know, you're shaking your hands with the right politicians, man. And all this getting documented in the right-wing media, that white right-wing media, so it's... Mm, Bon appetit, it's great, right? It's fantastic. I, I, you know, you're so cute. Some of y'all even go to church. Yes, some of y'all go to church. After you finish doing your bullying, gatekeeping, gaslighting, you know, you do all of that, right? But you make sure you pose for those in need. And, you know, 
and then and then you go to church. <laughs> I think I think that's hilarious, right? I think that's cute because they say they're all about humanity, right? And really, really, did you did you <laughs> did they forget? That denial is the heartbeat of racism and discrimination. Like, denial keeps it going, man. And just like that, y'all keep that collaborative capitalism going. Okay? You spend so much time and effort focusing on who you don't like, who you don't want to see move up, because you just don't like them. Whatever reason you decided. Most times, in all cases, whether it's in a nonprofit, in the government, you know, that type of leadership, Right, just to break it down like that, or you know, in alleged advocacy and activist groups and orgs, whatever you're doing and you're claiming is about community, right? You know, you pick who you like, you know, let's not get confused. You pick who you like, you support them. They could show up late, they could tell you all kind of thing about their computer, they could, you know, let me tell you something <laughs> computers just do all kind of fuckery. But let you not be a like person somewhere, working somewhere, and let your computer fuck up and watch how people react. Now you're making up excuses. Now, mind you, two weeks later, I guarantee you that same person going to have a problem with their laptop or something. Watch. Watch. It, it, it happens all the time. I told you all. At one time in my life, I, I actually decided I wanted to get my doctorate in, um, you know, business, industrial organizational psychology, which is a doctorate in business administration. To say that, I guess, more fluidly, right? Mm -hmm. Some people are probably shocked as fuck to know I know how to read. And I know how to use them Excel spreadsheet things. You know, the thing with the boxes and shit? Yeah, I know how to do that. I actually know how to use a couple of different things, you know. Um, imagine that. Black people know how to do things. It's a hell of a thing. Especially us who don't, you know, come from this country, right? It's a hell of a thing when you don't come from this country and, and they discriminate you in such a polite way. Right, and this is what I'm saying. You all use them, them fucking performance evaluations like a fucking chain and, and a whip, a whip. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And if you decide to be an advocate or work in legislation or some shit, and they don't like you, oh shit! Let me tell you, they will make sure your ass don't get heard and seen. You see. They'll start to feed you the fuckery that, you know, well, you know, you know, or some of them will back off. Or some of them will, you know, pretend like they don't know what you're doing. Oh, I didn't know you had that going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Performance, man. Give these people an area or something. I'm telling you, you're not awarding their shit. You need to recognize it. Because, you see, that's why they did it. And why they do it. It's for recognition. It's for the acknowledgement. It's for the power. It's for the control. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ego and agenda oppresses favorite, favorite tools. People wonder how somebody like Donald Trump still going and why people would elect and reelect and think about letting people like Joe Biden stay there till he decides to leave. That's because they all play into the same thing. It feeds, capitalism feeds off Darwinism. And when you don't see that and recognize that, you keep adding to it. And guess what? You just became counterproductive. You're the reason why, right, people like Donald Trump and the Republicans stay powerful. You help them when you do that. 
You say you're not about that. You claim you're not about this and that. I, I listen. I've seen some performances where I was really about to call in for an Oscar. That was great. I thought that was phenomenal. I've been to rallies where people literally isolate me, right? And they took no shame in doing it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mind you, we're at a rally about civil rights. But while at the rally, let's go ahead and discriminate against a black woman, an immigrant black woman, an immigrant single parent, disabled black woman. And never mind the fact that she is a survivor of sexual assault. We, we protest about and talk about that at our agency too, but it doesn't apply to her. Her trauma doesn't matter. I'm using me as an example. I know many, many stories. Some I really wish I didn't know because that's how common this fuckery is. And when you all sit there and you okay it, you are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have caused people to harm themselves. I know about that. Let me tell you where that behavior leads. When you decide you'll pick who you like and support who you like, you know, and all that other stuff, Taraji P. Henson spoke about it. She told you, and I told you I know how that feels. I myself had a suicide scare. You think it easy being out here? And no matter where you go, just imagine, let me give you a peep into my life, what it was like, right? You wake up in the morning. You can't check your social media because you're guaranteed to see at least at least two emails or messages or whatever calling for you to be dead. Wow. Mm -hmm. Right. You go to work now and again bullied by somebody who is in a supervisory role at a nonprofit and they get to do it because they have power. That's why these people do it. How are you in this type of work and exert in such supremacist, racist, I could go on and on, way sexist, you name it, man. And then what makes it worse is that when people actually get up and stand up for themselves, right? You'll act like it didn't happen. Dr. Bailey asked for medical leave. She told the staff, she told the administrators, I need, I need some time for me. I need, you know, I'm, I'm really anxious and depressed. And they, they fucking played it off because that's how normalized this shit is. It didn't matter how good her work was. It didn't matter how smart she was. It didn't matter what she had to offer. It just didn't matter. Once they like who they like, mm -hmm. they support who they like. And let me tell you something. Don't get fooled, you know. Don't get fooled. They will sit there and say they're Democrat. And they go sit down with the Republicans and say, listen, I have a problem. Or vice versa. They help each other. All of that, all of that is part of the collaborative capitalism, right? You're not helping anything. The only person you're fooling is yourself when you decide that you believe the same whole shit you're doing over and over. You're the reason why programs are closing down. You're the reason why the government doesn't see the point in keeping certain agencies open. That's why we have shelters closing we have support systems people aren't going to recovery centers like they should hmm? why should they if they're closing why would they believe that there will be a safe place of use safe usage sites and stuff if you know you're playing these fuck games right where you're more concerned about being in charge and being seen right and getting the recognition than you are than really really doing what you claim to be about
You pick and choose. You did it to look, look what happened to this lady. That didn't happen by mistake. I told you that. I said that. And I'm saying that. And I'm owning it. And I don't give a fuck who don't like how I share it. Because it's my life. And you'll try to destroy me. In fact, let me say that differently. You destroyed me into who I am. Thank you. Thank you. See, clearly, I didn't go through with it because I'm here. Because you know why? You know who you all underestimated? Allah. Ah. Oh. <laughs> you know, Denzel Washington recently reiterated a true old school saying. You see, if the devil not busy in your life, it means you're not really doing any good work that he's interested in. He don't need to pay attention to you. You're not trying to do anything that will make things better. That's true. That is absolutely true. You think everybody loved Malcolm X when he was around and MLK like they do now? No, they did not. He really didn't get a standing ovation. Fred Hampton had to hide. Look where Asada is. Why is she there? So many people love her. Why the fuck is she there? Think about that. Hmm? So when you're sitting here playing these asshole games, right, and exploiting the movement and exploiting being in nonprofit spaces and exploiting being, you know, the representation of the community, you know, as a lawmaker, as a leader on a board, a group, wherever it's at, where you claim to be about community and you're bullying and gaslighting and gatekeeping people, guess what? You are helping capitalism be successful. Clap with me, people. Come on. Give them a round of applause. Come on now. That takes dedication. You know how much work, you know how much time you have to put in to really do all of that I just said? Because let's, let's, let's be real here. When you're busy bullying, gatekeeping, and gaslighting people, you have to remember who you're bullying, right? That means, let's say, I'm walking down a hall and I'm, a, I'm having a great conversation with my good, good friend. Because I'm supposed to bully Susan, I have to stop having that conversation now to bully Susan. That's so fucking stupid, right? And then the gatekeeping and gaslighting, right? You took time out of your life to pick up phones and have conversations and talk shit and block somebody else's opportunity. Right? And access. And sometimes their wellness, if not all times. You didn't give a fuck. You didn't give a fuck about their mental wellness. You didn't care if they were recovering. You don't give a fuck. You just care about your power, your place, and your privilege. And if you're saying that you care so much about black lives and women's liberation and I care about mental health and I care about police brutality, you're saying all the white things, you know. You're doing it, but then you turn around and you're playing to the same fucked up system that you claim to hate. When you sit there and you allow the bullshit, the bullying, the gatekeeping, and the gaslighting to happen, that's how you do it. Some people sit and watch and some people help, you know, right? You know how many good employees lost their jobs and couldn't feed their families because of people like that? You know how many good employees got written up and, and went home? stressed out and frustrated because of people like that and, and these are people that's supposed to be in nonprofits, and and they're talking about how important you know their clients are and and who they're providing services to but you're not paying your black clinicians well 
Or your black doctors, well, or even creating rooms for their growth. You use narrative in your emails and your policies that are completely fucked. They're not gender neutral and they're racist. Why do we need to include certain words? Huh? What do you think will happen if everybody decided to change their, their actual work behavior at these places? What do you really think will happen? How many social workers, black social workers, have to get frustrated before you realize there's a problem? There's such a big need right now, but we have nobody to fill these needs, and you don't, you know, you don't seem to see why. We need the black therapists. We need black people in medicine. We need them in anything that supports the black community. Don't get me started with the teachers. No, I'm fine. With the teachers. Why are you all doing that? Why, why are you all allowing this to be okay? Right? You know how many teachers lost their interest in something they probably thought about doing since they were able to speak? Because one or two or more assholes decided they don't like them, so we go and bully them. And you see, people don't, you know, they hear the word bullying, they always think it's physical. Bullying is not as physical. Adult bullying, just so you all know, is actually way more common than you realize. And it's normal. When people click up and they decide we're only having lunch with these people and not those people, and only saying good morning and being nice to some people and not other people, that's how it starts. And then it just gets life. And then we have to run into offices and spaces and talk soft and whisper and, you know, shit like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we do things, you know, even in, in the organizing side of your activism, whatever word you want to use, you know, to describe that shit, you know, they do it there too, believe it or not. Yeah. Don't forget, Malcolm left the nation, you know. He didn't stay. Why didn't he stay? What the fuck was going on? Huh? Go read that up. Why would he leave? Why would he leave? When he went to Mecca, he came back a changed man and he realized a lot that he didn't know because he was clouded by what he was taught and groomed to believe. And believe it or not, when you're in the spaces and places, I don't care if you're a nonprofit, I don't care if you call yourself an activist or an advocate, you doing that shit, you're just as fucking bad. And that's a fact. That is a hardcore fact. I've seen people lose their interest in social justice and in nonprofit work. They've left it. Because they're not being paid well, they're not being respected. I'm not the only one. But I cannot give details on what is not my person. I won't do that. I'm not Diane Sawyer. Right? That's not what this is. This is a podcast meant to talk about real experience. We keep it legit. We trail off because we're normal human beings and we don't, you know, we don't have a script. So yeah, sometimes we have to dial it back. Sometimes, you know, we get giggly. Who cares? It's our shit. And we own this space. And I, and I love it for us. Right? Let me tell you something. I didn't come from this shit fuck culture where people collaborate with the capitalism. See, in my little country that looked like a Timberland boot, we actually respect people. We actually treat people with respect. We actually, you know, you tell people good morning just because it's a polite, nice thing to do. Yes. It's pleasant. That's how humans speak to humans in my country. In fact, just the other day, and I, I believe I mentioned this before, in my little country that looks like a Timberland boot, 
The owner of a street stand went on social media to shout out one of his new employees who would, she would just be standing there next to him, street vending with him, collecting money. And he made sure to go on social media to shout her out. Because we're simple like that. We're not like y'all. I don't need to talk to you like an asshole. Right? In an email. Unless I really want something to happen. And usually when I do that, it's something that means it will help somebody else, to be honest. It's never one that's a professional one. I only have to get curt when other people don't know how to back the fuck up. And it happens. We don't have to send these strong toned. Y'all need to pay attention to that. It could really fuck with somebody's morale. And if you don't think so, I'm telling you, do reading into what happened to Dr. Bailey. Here's this woman, accomplished, brilliant, but yet these people made it their business, right? Their business to bully her, gaslight her, gatekeeper. Why you ask yourself? You're supposed to be in the education system, keyword, supposed to. supposed to be just because they say they bought it don't mean they bought it man and then they wonder why people don't show up to their events yes you're wondering why why nobody come in here why nobody how come we can't keep people here how come nobody want our services how come nobody Nobody want to participate. How come only the same people keep coming back and after a while that, that crowd starts to dwindle? So we have to do some work and figure it out. How come? Because you think people stupid? They don't want to be part of that. When you all do that, just so you know, you are very counterproductive. Because I have said, and I'll keep saying it, you play into capitalism. Right? And you can sit there and deny that shit. Or you want right because you are used to doing it and when I speak these words and others like me you don't want to hear it because oh, oh god she talked too much she always let me tell you i've heard some interesting stuff about myself that's so much don't give me the i'm only good to show up now
I mean, I was sexually, uh, sexually assaulted. I, I, I don't know if other people in the room were, but don't you care about how that would trigger us? So what would happen is, I didn't like it at all. And despite everybody else saying, oh, no, no, don't tell them anything. Don't tell them. I had to say something. See, because I didn't decide to get into community organizing because I wanted to be seen in the right-wing media, nor did I decide to do it so that I could be part of a clique that only glorifies the people they like, nor did I decide to do it so I could look nice in the white spaces at the white time. I, I didn't do it to be the chosen, the chosen Negro, right? We also don't work with snitches, okay? Because you see, when you start to sell off, guess what you ought to do? You ought to be a snitch to be around a snitch, don't you? Those who know, know, okay? So because I spoke up out of respect for everybody in the room, I mean, if you don't like that this woman is not getting a voice, I, okay, I get it. But why wouldn't you just wait till the meeting's over or try to have a meeting with the individuals involved? You, you couldn't do that. And they didn't just do it once, they did it more than once. Now, unlike them, I thought I addressed it you know, I don't know, like my age and not my shoe size, I sent an email and I shared my concerns. And I also, in the email, indicated that I am a sexual assault, repeatedly, by the way, survivor. Also a teen parent. You know, I would never know what it's like to have a sweet 16 party like most young women had. Um, I didn't have certain privileges. I had to work and go to school. I had to raise a child and I had to do so while living in a third world country in a time where being a teen parent is unheard of. So I have to be a parent in secret and a teenager in public. Hmm. But they didn't care about that. No. When I shared my opinion via email, man, you should have seen the responses. Oh my God. One after the other. How dare you? do this, they were like, and these are people who hold up signs talking about respecting women, talking about Black Lives Mattering, talking about, you know, justice for all, all these wonderful words, how they care about refugees, how they care about workers' rights. Man, I could go on. They even care about education too and healthcare and police brutality. Yeah. But they didn't care about the fact that I was maybe one of several who probably didn't know to say or how to say that those words were triggering. We're survivors as well. So what happened to our rights? They didn't care. So they went on to elevate from that. See, that's the seed that planted the, you know, the tree that I have now. Because over the years, their behaviors would escalate, right? And these people at no time cared about how I would have to provide for my family. They couldn't give a fuck about my mental wellness. All right. They would isolate me when I would show up to rallies. I would show up to rally like everybody else. I'm not saying to bring out trumpets and, you know, all of those things. But when I tell you, they would isolate me. And then when I go to work, I had to deal with, um, you know, a manager who treated me like an ex-convict. Because you see, while I was at work to ease my mind, I was the eldest among young people. 
And I just wanted my own space and I would have my little headphones. And guess what I was listening to? Well, I didn't have headphones because my ear. But I would have it at a certain um, volume because I, was, I, I had an office. I didn't know that even though I had an office, I couldn't listen to what I, what I wanted to listen to, which was Farrakhan. Wow. And doers. So I couldn't be, you know, into my faith. I wasn't listening to nobody rap song like some people were. I wasn't watching videos where girls were doing all kind of crazy shit like some people were. I wasn't doing my homework on the job. But my manager had a problem with that. That's interesting, isn't it? I'm telling you, racism, discrimination can happen in so many ways and spaces. And it's especially egregious and disgusting when it happens in spaces and places which are meant to serve and provide services for who they claim or feel like are needy. That's what they say. I mean, they're here to help those in need, you know. I'm providing these wellness services because I care about mental health, you know. I run this education program to work at this school, right? We care about the black students, but yet you let this man bully this woman till she felt like she felt. And this is what I'm saying. When you all play into this collaborative capitalism, let me tell you what y'all have been doing, right? Some people, We've gone through what I just described, and I'm just giving you snippets as I go along, because I'm not the only one. I never said I was, but I think enough is enough. It was past you, like Sam Cook said. You know, the change is going to come. This was long overdue. Don't worry. This was way overdue in my book, especially, because it's been going on for too long. My situation got to the point. that someone I considered, not just one, a few of them, they were supposed to be my friends. And they started bullying me, gatekeeping me, gaslighting me too. And these people, and these are supposed to be activists. They did not care if I had to get a job. And here's what started to happen now. I would apply for jobs and, you know, go to the interview. And because this one knew that one, and that one felt the way they felt about me. Because each time the story goes, it's like a game of telephone. They added on more. They didn't care about my feelings. They didn't care about fat shaming me. They didn't care about body shaming me, but they'll hold up signs about it, okay? They didn't care about me at all, but they'll hold up signs about immigrant rights and, and mothers and stuff, and stuff, right? Someone even insinuated I didn't look disabled. Oh, shit. And this person's supposed to be an activist too. So I didn't even look disabled enough to them people. I didn't know you had to look disabled. I missed that part in the memo. I guess when you're disabled, you're supposed to announce yourself. Yes. Also at the nonprofit I'm referring to, right? I started getting pains in, in my wrist and they did not give a fuck, man. I got written up. I got written up on some bullshit and more than once. So, of course, I know how Dr. Bailey felt. And let me tell you, that wasn't the first job, and that isn't 
first group because there's more than one job does it and there's more than one group that does what I'm describing and claim to be activists and claim to be about nonprofits and people and community and claim to be about changing the law and everything. They claim these things. They don't give a fuck. They don't care about the mental wellness of the people they're doing it to. They don't care about the number of recovery programs and support services that are getting defunded and closed down because of their asinine behavior, because they don't think beyond that. You see, because they lie and say it's about the data and the community and whatever sounds nice, right? So you treat people like shit. Your productivity gets fucked. In both circumstances, the same thing happens. Told you, it's all based on Darwinism. This is simple economics, believe it or not, right? They always need somebody to blame. Out here in New Haven in the organizing community, it's real easy for me. I get blamed for shit I didn't even know I did. How would you like it if the police showed up at your door asking you about some shit you had? Absolutely. I literally, I didn't even know the fucking thing was happening. Okay, somebody protesting at a restaurant. What the fuck that have to do with me? We think you might know. Well, I don't even, I haven't spoken to these people in how fucking long. Why would I know anything? But what if somebody in that group intended for me to be there? That's a great question, isn't it? But anyway, back to you people who take joy in doing this. First of all, let's not forget what happened to Dr. Bailey and what I'm describing happens a lot, a lot, especially to black women. In this country, which I did not grow up in, so I don't share your culture of torturing and tormenting black women. I'm silly. I like to smile. I like to tell people things that I mean. I like to remind them they're appreciated. I do shit like that. But anyway, right? You all who are part of this collaborative capitalism you're helping destroy people some of us get destroyed into being who they are like what happened to me but some people end up taking their lives like what happened to dr bailey because you know what they want to die on their own terms and i don't blame them because when you feel like nobody would listen no matter what you say no matter how much proof you have it's never enough all of these people who did this shit I'm describing knew what was going on. Every fucking one of them. And even some people who wasn't there. And they liked it. They still do. Yes. I can show receipts, you know. I'm like Cat Williams. I have receipts, baby. All right. Your behavior has led to some really good people. Right. From. It has led to them. Not being at the table to help make key decisions. You, it has led to them not running for office. It has led to them not being present or being seen in this work you claim. That you claim is about community because you decided who you like, which white Negroes and white Latinos you're going to support. And you do it whether you're in a nonprofit, if you're in office, or if you're in alleged advocacy and activism you just make it sound good and then once you make it sound good and you can hear yourself say it then you go into action so how the fuck are you doing the same thing you claim to be against i don't know 
I don't do it, but I sleep well at night. You and your karma will have a good time though. And you see that behavior has led to people to engage in self-harm. All you all who do it, this is what you're doing to people. Dr. Bailey's a shining example. Okay, that woman did not do that out of nowhere. Best believe that. You don't care about these people's lives, the ones you're bullying and gaslighting and gatekeeping. You don't care about their bills. You don't care about their housing. You don't care about their families. You don't care about their loved ones. You don't care about their mental wellness. As long as you get what you want and you support the agenda that you have, you don't care. When these motherfuckers do this shit to me, right? I sat here when I had my suicide scare. Sat here in my own room. I had it mapped out. I had everything mapped out. You're not going to show up at, at my situation after the fact when people remember me with your fake shit. I, I wanted it to the nine. I wasn't doing this for recognition. I was doing this for peace of mind because y'all made me think I was the problem. Y'all bullied me so fucking hard on some bullshit all because I said that I didn't agree with you all talking about these things in the presence of children. It didn't matter if they didn't understand English. It was wrong. Okay? You claim to care about kids, but that's okay? Get the fuck out of here. You so self-contradictory. It's not even funny. And over the years, what these people have done, they have ruined my reputation. They've made me sound like I'm completely incompetent. I'm hard to work with. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I guess, you know, everything I do, I fabricate, I guess. I mean, maybe there was a whole other person who was pursuing her doctorate in industrial organizational psychology because she had this stupid ass dream of addressing this issue because she really feels in nonprofits, we don't need to be so punitive with our staff. We're being real counterproductive. Right? You add into the problem. And especially if you have black staff, you'll forget slavery only ended two within two hundred. You'll act like it's been centuries. It hasn't. That's not that long ago, dude. Y'all don't realize that? That's really not that long ago. It is not that long ago. There's a lot of unhealed, unspoken, understudied shit, including suicide infanticide however you pronounce that word that i just mispronounced sorry and self-mutilation that happened during slavery why did they not study that more and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why because then they wouldn't be able to do what they're doing now you see you'll think that white supremacists only show up at republican functions no they don't these people are busy these people even stand up and pretend to be democratic Dead ass. Somebody even get cute and say they're about this party and that party, but really they're about themselves. Because if they don't have that recognition and that godlike attention, fuck you. I've had people watch me dead in my face. Um, can you share this event for me? Huh? They won't invite me to speak at it. They don't want me to. They don't want me to. I'm not good enough for that. I'm never good enough. And they did not care. They didn't care. And I'm not the only one they did that to. I've seen really good people who who really good at community organizing give up on it because they got tired. They got tired. 
And this includes white people. I've actually had white people say to me, that ass, me. Me who you all say I don't like white people. I keep trying to tell you all. Some of my really great friends are white. Yes. And I've had one of them share with me that, you know, she got fed up. She got fed up with the hypocrisy because how are you holding up a sign saying you about black lives and police brutality, but then you go online and you troll black and brown activists. They trolled me. Yeah. An activist allegedly did that. An alleged activist. Let me say that differently. Meanwhile, we have people who, like me, and so many of us, we don't get a lot of support, but guess what? We get the job done. We don't. see more pictures of you than anybody else. I think that belongs on a personal profile, don't you think? It should be about the community. When you do this, you make it hard for humanity to the progress. You make it hard for mental health providers. Congratulations. Continue collaborative capitalism. How you feel? Would you like an award? I hope the next time, I really hope the next time the people who have done this, and, and like I said, and I'll just keep saying it, I'm not the only one. I've seen people lose job offers right? Because they weren't the chosen one. You think the Illuminati in Hollywood is bad? It's not just there. This is an American culture. This is like a culture. This is, y'all just love this power thing and you don't care where, who, what. You don't give a fuck. You just don't. You don't care about nobody's feelings. You don't care what people have to going home to. You don't care if they have food in the fridge. You don't care if they could pay the light bill. You're so busy gatekeeping, gaslighting, bullying, and, and, and you know, showing up in, 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 the, in the white right-wing media, right? They take a nice picture of you saying all that fuckery. It sounds nice, didn't it? It pleased all the Republicans. Don't, didn't you notice that's why the Republicans only pick certain stories? Wake up! They love the ones that play into their agenda. They really, really do. When they see you all showing up to their rallies and, you know, they see nonprofits only promoting a certain background, what do you think you just did? What do you think you just did when the Republicans and, and those who want to see the oppression go in? When you decided to gatekeep and gaslight a lawmaker who probably really wanted to get the job done. What do you think he just did? And you people claim to be a vocal community. What community are you part of? Not mine. Certainly not mine. And I hope the next time you all show up to speak, wherever it's at, and you glorifying yourself, don't forget. Don't forget to shout out the oppressors because they cannot do what they do without you. Make sure you big them up. They're proud of you. Columbus smiling. Smiling from ear to ear. You'll think that... What happened in Gaza could not have been prevented. What I all just said applies to Gaza too. Because all these people decided 
You know what? We'd rather fund war and oppression than, than really build progress. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make the decisions that sound good to the Republicans, right? We really should be Republican, but you know, we, we say we're democratic. We say we're about justice and all these things, but then we really gatekeep and gaslight who we don't like or who we don't want to see succeed and be effective. They did it to Malcolm. They did it to MLK. So many. I could go down the line. James Baldwin spoke about this. Go ahead, fact check me. I don't mind. That's what y'all do, right? You sit there and you allow the capitalism to continue. You know, when you get the opportunity to vibe with the whites, you run with it. So no, I won't vote to have more black people on the board. No, I won't suggest we hire and promote more black people and brown people too. No, I won't make the wages and work conditions really livable and doable to the staff, whether they're the janitor, right? Or leading a boardroom discussion. How the fuck you all insert power and prestige into that type of work, man? And some of y'all go to church. For what? Would you like the decorations or something? What you there for? But here's what, for us who not, right? For us, and I'm saying this to the people who have been out here, keep going. I know it's not just me. We've lost some really good people because assholes like you all have caused them to either leave, you know, inflict harm on themselves, right? Relapse, right? Or take their own lives. And your fucking type of hypocrites even show up at the damn memorial. Y'all have no fucking shame. That's why Columbus is so proud of y'all. Y'all really make it work. You really, really do. And you wonder why people not showing up to vote. And you wonder why people not coming out in this, you know, how come I had all of this and we bring cake and, you know, why nobody coming for these jobs, man? Why they not showing up? Well, why would they? You less humane than the fucking for-profit people. Did you know that? Why do you think so many people like working for Uber and Lyft? You didn't notice that? None of y'all noticed that, huh? Well, most of y'all. Sorry. I know some of y'all did. Why do you think? Why do you think? How was Amazon able to be so successful? Think about that and think about everything I just said. Think about it. Because you know why? You didn't have to deal with certain things. I know people who have great degrees and they would rather work at Walmart. Because you see, when they go there, they don't have to deal with certain other things. You see, they don't have to compete. Right? They don't have to play that bullshit game of who could be the best liked by the whites. Or they leave advocacy and activism because they get tired. You get tired. You get tired. And you find reasons to do it too. You'll find reasons to bully people. So what if I cuss? I know how not to. I, this is my show. I could cuss however fucking times I want to. Don't listen then. But why if you talk about acceptance, there's judgments on me and others like me? How's your hypocrisy working for you? Don't wonder why Trump is able to walk around and smile about it. He knows why he's free. 
Because you'll help him be free. He knows it. He knows he's not going to jail anytime soon. Right? And you're so busy doing what you're doing, that will keep going and the whole cycle will continue. Right? But you say you care about what? About who? Huh? Hmm. You know, like I said, I want you all to read up on Dr. Bailey, really and truly. I know what that felt like, man. I could just imagine leading up into it. You just feel like, you know what, I'm the problem. I, I told you I had mine mapped out. Mm -hmm. I, I Because they made, these people made me, all of them, from the job to when I would go to, to, to organize amongst who I thought were supposed to be activists and advocates, show up to meetings and shit with grown-ass adults acting like children. You'll think adult bullying doesn't exist, man. That shit's so common. It's so common. And you'll excuse it. And you don't care. You just don't care. Queen could have still been here if somebody cared. Which just wasn't the right shade, was she? Because in this country, you'll love torturing and tormenting black women. Not all of them. You have the ones you like. And you see, when you like one, you know, anything happens and you care. You want to support everything they do and... You know, make sure they're safe. You know, you worry about when they don't have a job. You worry about how they feed their families and their children and loved ones. When you like one. But when you don't, man, take it from me. They don't care. You think any of these people who did this to me cared about the death threats I was receiving? You think any of them cared about the fact that I had children? And what this could possibly be doing to them? And these are people who claim to be all of about community right i must not be part of community you made that clear they make you hate yourselves yes they do it and that is a game as old as slavery i told you let me answer the question before we go into our moment of silence because i want to talk more about this topic i am going to because we need to we can't talk about black history without talking about slavery but i'm telling you they did not study the suicides, the self-mutilation, and the infanticide side. Infanticide. They kept that understudy. You'll see many pictures of slaves looking, you know, like they committed suicide. You'll see pictures of mutilation, but you're not sure which one's itself or not. You'll see the pictures of the infants, the deceased infants, but you don't know why. Why is that? Why didn't they want to tell why that happened? Because it would mean you would have to acknowledge the level of fucking inhumanity that led there. That's why. One of the biggest protests in history was the slave revolt. And all y'all who doing this shit and claim to be about community and people, you just set us back 5,000 years. Now, join me while we take a moment of silence. For Gaza.
O Allah, revealer of the book, disperser of the clouds, defeater of the confederates, put our enemies on a route and help us in overpowering them. I mean, let me tell you something. If you didn't know, if nobody told you, you're pretty fucking amazing. I think so. Don't let nobody stop you. The gatekeeping, bullying, and gaslighting, do what I did. Catch yourself. You go, You want to fall to get up. You don't ever fall up. You fall down. So you can look up. Don't forget I told you that. And like in my story, you know, I had my suicide scare just like Taraji P. She spoke about hers too. She's not the only one. We're not the only ones. But we can only share our stories. It's many of us. To be real, black suicide is increasing slowly but surely. And nobody seems to care. Uh-uh. And you're making it harder and harder for those services to reach the people who need it due to ignorance, arrogance, egos, and agendas. Put that in your next grant or speech, please. I invite you to. Now, I cannot thank all who continue to like, share, and subscribe. We cannot do what we do without you all. We truly, 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 truly appreciate it. And I've been saying this and I'll keep saying it because you could feel it in the air. I don't know about you all, but you could feel the energy. It's a lot going on out there. It's real hard not to be white in this country. And it, and in a lot of other places, the oppression is real, right? But it's really expensive to be poor, not just in Connecticut, but everywhere now. A lot of people have problems they're not telling you about because we're so used to keeping it in. They taught us to do that. And then they taught us how to tear down the others who talk about it and try to help themselves and so on. So let's stop that cycle. You could do your part. Start with you. Be nicer to you. So what if you don't do anything for two hours? Who cares? You got a break. All right? Say good morning to people. Be decent. All right? Have conversations and disagree. I keep saying it. Some of the best ideas I ever heard of and been part of creating and all of that strategies came during disagreement. Right? Be all right with making mistakes. That You know, stop being so critical of yourself. It's okay. It's okay to be nice to each other and most of all to yourself. Start with you. Well... That's all for today's episode. Tune in again. We'll be back on soon. That's all for this segment. Fist up, smile on. Peace. See